EA Sports. It's in the game. Everybody and welcome to Casual Master Quest, episode number five, four, five. We're at five, man. We are at five. We are officially Spotify approved, baby. Uh, it's just me tonight. Oh, uh, never mind. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Uh, my name's Tyler. I'm going to be your host for today. And over in the corner, we have Cam. How's it going, man? What's up, guys? Just uh, working through that EA grind. Oh, man, you got that dead look in your eyes. Just <laughs> knowing you gave up work so you could work in a different field. It's 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 a it's a fun day, man. Yeah, it's the, so soul, fun. the soul's just leaving my body a little bit, but we're fine. <laughs> Most people get to see this on Monday. However, right now we are recording on June 9th, 2018, which means uh, E3 is happening, people. However, we only got hit with the first wave of EA today. Uh, we'll be seeing more of Microsoft and then eventually stuff like Devolver and uh, Square Enix. And, you know, of course, it continues out through the rest of the week. However, today is going to be EA only for us just because of the time constraints. And uh, we are Casual Master Quest, the only podcast that wishes Andrew Wis- Wilson would stop looking more and more like <laughs> Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town. Uh, it's such a good comparison, honestly. I didn't I even mean, pick it up, but man. I, once I realized that was Andrew Wilson, I'm like, wait, are, is that not the guy? You know, you just, <laughs> just give him a little extra hair volume, slick him back, give him a little cleft chin, and he's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what what have you been playing, Cam? We'll get the little stuff out of the way before we dig right into the deep. Yeah, not too, too much. I've been mostly prepping for E3. I've just been playing a lot of the uh, Pokemon card game Game Boy 2. That's a uh, Japan-only release, but there's an oh, English patch. Game Boy 2? Yeah, so there's a, it's the TCG like that was on Game Boy, but there's a second one in Japan only. So I'm playing an English patch of that. You know, it puts the uh, rocket sets in, basically, so that's kind of fun doing that. Nice. Beyond that, I'm uh, actually replaying two things. I'm doing a twofer of Sky-related games. I have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Sky going on, as well as Legend of Heroes, Trails the sky first chapter so i'm kind of doing some replay stuff right now since i have some free time but nothing much on that how much time do you think you put into it so far uh it's really only been this week i started so i think i put about four hours so far into trails in the sky maybe a couple in uh, mystery dungeon and then probably three more in game boy 2 i think that's respectable Uh, respectable small amount Myself over here, I wish I could say I've been playing stuff that was new. That's not going to be true whatsoever, though. I've been playing more Pokemon Quest for some reason, because my initial and current opinions on that is it's not that great of a game. Yeah, but it's Pokemon, so the brainwash kicks in. Like, I in my head, it's like, well, I just hit the auto button and just let it play itself while I eat my dinner or something. Problem is, though, I I hit that that catch point. Yep. The point where, like, hey... you've done your best you're doing great but if you want to do this for free you're going to be sitting here for hours however there's a (laughs) thing over here that we can give you double experience double materials we'll give you a oh yeah you want one cooking pot you want four cooking pots yes you can have extra batteries so you can just keep going and going it's only thirty dollars and like ah Oh, you know, like a, you know, they they got separate packs. You know, you got the three dollar pack, you got like the eight dollar pack, you got a seventeen ninety nine pack, and then you got the big Kahuna thirty dollar one. And it's like, 
do it. I, I kept telling myself, no, that's that's crazy talk. Who I, I said very clearly in the past couple episodes, right. anybody that spent money on that would be crazy. So and I you got the thirty dollars back. Oh, I was gonna say and you definitely kept to that promise, right? I definitely oh, decided no. it's like, you know what? I I've put in multiple hours of this game, not playing it so much as watching it. I wanted to see where it went. Yeah. I made a mistake. I will judge you, but only insofar as I'm definitely going to be playing this a ton when it comes to phone. So, <laughs> I mean, I totally respect people that do it. I like, I I felt immediate shame a, mm-hmm. because I was drinking and I don't ever make purchases while I'm drinking. Cause right. that can lead, you end up with a games like a keep a strip on your doorstep. <laughs> I'm not having, that. <laughs> I wish like, I, I just found it like a week later. I was like, when did they order? Oh, that's when I got it. It would have been more trouble if it was the second one, but <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But oh yeah, didn't that come out of PSP or Vita? Uh, Vita. So Akiba's Beat is the sequel to Akiba's Strip, and Akiba's Beat was really, really well worse. I would say critically, it was. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, we, we we won't talk about that. Yeah, and then, uh, about that. so getting that, I realized now I can play it for longer periods of time. But at the same time, I realized I enjoy playing for only a half hour and then letting it sit for a day. <laughs> right, right. But now that I can play for like an hour, hour and a half. Oh, gosh. Like I, I'm seeing like the, the grind more and more. And I got so many other games to do grind like Persona 4. There you go. I, I am uh, currently like level three, a level four social link with Chie, which you know, I'm, I'm trying to make the quest. I'm trying to push hard against the voice acting. It's okay. You know, I really appreciate her spunky you know, kung fu movie attitude. Yeah, she's a dork. I love it. It's great. My, my only problem is, though, I can never seem to find her on the days I actually want to talk with her. Yeah. And then when she, when I do see her, it's like, oh, you got to see the TV at midnight tonight, or otherwise you might get a game over, LOL. And she is like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, yeah, great. What's, what's the worst <laughs> that could happen? I mean, let's be real. What's more important? You know, solving the string of murders, GA. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I keep shoving food that's uh, in my fridge that looks ominous in my mouth to raise courage. Yeah. Apparently, that's a big thing to do because uh, it's like, hmm. This is uh, like white sobe, but it's supposed to be red sobe. Do you want to eat it? I'm like, eh. not my problem anymore. You know, <laughs> stuff it in my mouth, get courage. And now I can tell her she's more feminine. I guess that's how this works. Cause I, I need kahunas to say something like that. Yeah. Pokemon go. I've been playing a little bit more of once again, mostly because of preparation of let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. Mm-hmm. I realized that gave me newfound inspiration like everybody else. Uh, big thing right now is uh, for like the next couple of weeks, uh, water Pokemon are everywhere. Have you seen anything of that before? Yeah, yeah. I've just been basically opening it up every couple times, a couple times a day, just catching a few things, doing a little bit of walking. And uh, they're kind of just recycling the events from last year because there was the rock mm. event before this. And then we're having the water event again, which is totally fine by me. I'm glad to have some different spawns every once in a while. So I've just been, you know, working on it relatively. I never mentioned Pokemon Go, but I'm always playing it in the background. I log in every day. So, you know, it's just kind of going. That's no, OK. Uh, I caught a couple of is it Kyogre, Kyogre? I always did Kyogre. But I might be long. Kind of that. Okay, yeah. I can work with that. Uh, is it Groudon or Groudon? I've seen Groudon. Okay, okay, fair yeah. enough. I, I caught a couple of those today. Uh, I was very happy about that because I didn't get Latios from uh, the last thing. I mm-hmm. just didn't get a chance, but got that. I got a bunch of Pokemon. I'm happy. Fiance is very happy. Oh, yeah. We got two more weeks before I'm officially married. So Ooh. can't wait for that, babe. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. That's really nice. No, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, that's it for the games that we played, unless you got something else you want to bring up because I know. I know the big talk is it's going to be here. It's, it's on the mind. We got to yes. get to it. It's <laughs> uh, we are not going to do. Well, technically, we're going to be doing news. We're going to be doing the topic of the show, which is E3 EA. Here we go. Uh, initial 
impressions when you first watched it? Like, I'd say first five minutes. How did you feel about it? What was the vibe in your head? First five minutes, I knew it was going to be weird. And it was going to be really weird because I saw something that I really didn't expect to see in terms of basically put this way, right? So EA generally will spend a lot of time on their individual games and they'll really focus in on them and spend a lot of time on their sports games. So the first thing they went right to was Battlefield 5. However, they didn't show anything new of it. They didn't show any new gameplay. They didn't show any extended gameplay trailer or anything. And from that point, I knew it was going to be pretty weird because usually considering, you know, Battlefield 5 is very big for them, they'd be focusing on that. So they referenced the fact that Microsoft was going to be showing it at their conference. So it seems Microsoft paid for the marketing rights for it, basically. So I knew I knew it was going to be a little bit weird once it got to that. And of course, six minutes into E3 and we get a Battle Royale announcement. So there's that. There's that. Oh, the Battle Royale for a Battlefield. (laughs) Yeah. Can I call it V or do I have to call it Battlefield five? You can do whatever you want, man. (laughs) It's my life. Uh, But yeah, Battle Royale. Battle, they they said it was going to be Royale reimagined. So yeah, you know, I'm sure. Very, much, you know, very kindly saying, you know, Battle Royale. Congrats! <laughs> You're going to do what uh, Lawbreakers could not, and uh, make a uh, decent. Oh, what what was the game that came out after Lawbreakers? Radical uh, kind of, Heights. Radical, Radical Heights. Heights yeah. yep. mm-hmm. They're going to pretty much incorporate their spirit right there. Yeah, they uh, announced. Uh, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games that uh, listed here, plus probably a couple of knickknacks here and there. You know, your usual EA sport games. Uh, the first one I want to mention is Unravel Two. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I saw that. I was actually, I think, among what EA had because overall my feeling was very poor conference. But overall, for what they had, I think how they handled Unravel Two and what they showed and everything regarding it was actually the best that they did there. Because in terms of announcement, what you want to see is you want details of the game, you want to see what's unique about it, you want to show some gameplay, and then you want to have concrete release basically. So the release date was today, which was a very good idea, honestly, for a game like that. We yeah, no saw kidding. gameplay, it's co-op, we saw all the unique mechanics in it. So in terms of how an announcement goes, like very good job there. And Unravel's a charming game in the first place. So you know good stuff there overall. Um thumbs I, up for that one. I've taken it you played it then? Um, so I never actually played the original Unraveled, but I was following it pretty closely because we found it when it came on stage, I think a couple of years ago, uh, the guy went up there with the little puppet and he was like shaking and he was very nervous. It was really endearing, actually. So we like <laughs> we, we followed him closely and we wished him well. So I was happy that, you know, he's put out two games now. So I, I do enjoy what it felt like a, a bit of a, a Bioshock intro there to uh, how everything was going, uh, you know, stuck in the ocean next to this yeah, mysterious yeah. island. And uh this also brings up, uh, I never really talked about this before, but I did mention it with you earlier. Uh, they teamed up you know, to do a gameplay demo, but it honestly felt like everything was completely scripted to a T, maybe to the point of it being completely pre-recorded. Yeah, so I, 90%, I'd say, about 90% of conferences when they do that sort of game, it is pre-recorded, and you can generally tell like very easily because there'll be some like quirky commentary on top of it that's kind of like, like here we go, watch out, I'm pinned down by this over here, come help me out. Oh no, I'm in trouble, <laughs> yeah, what right. can I do? So I couldn't really tell if this one was pre-recorded or not, but they do that like 90% of the it time. It did so. show them messing with a debug menu at the very beginning of there to get that. us to the right area. So maybe you know it could be extra convincing, like, oh, no, we're actually playing this right here. <laughs> yeah, if there's yeah. anyone I did trust to play it, it would be those guys and those devs, though. So. And it was nice because, in fact, they were saying, oh, you can play it single player, and you really could. Because mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, Unravel 2, it's uh, about a little yarn man who uh, apparently got screwed over, lost his spark or you know his life power. I don't know what it is specifically. 
gets a get onto an island, finds a second yard person, a yarn, sorry, and uh, they fuse together, become you know linked by their own yarn, and now it turns into a co-op puzzle adventure game. And honestly, it gave me a lot of Little Big Planet vibes with the way yeah. things were handling. Except you know they had grappling hooks essentially, and the idea, yeah, the be able to run across the. They showed us a level where we were trying to escape some kind of turkey yeah yeah one thing actually i really liked about it was uh when you see the fact that the two characters are tethered together i actually thought like rope wise that was going to be a burden but it kind of turned out actually to be something as an advantage because they how made they it use very it, long too yeah it kind of just lengthens whenever it wants to so you can use it as a mechanic rather than like something that's restricting you because you can right. use it to like one of your friends stands on a ledge and you swing across and then you do the same thing uh vice versa and that sort of thing so it was actually relatively neat in how they handled the uh being tethered together there the way they are able to climb their own ropes too so like it felt like you know they, you could get screwed over real easily if you got you know hanging from the edge with the ominous looking giant turkey dreadwing behemoth trying to eat your soul but no you uh, as long as you got one guy that has uh, solid platforming the other person can go up and they can keep moving plus yep. the uh the way they can bounce around across the walls almost uh mario style i guess you could say yeah there was wall jumping there was some yeah, pretty, a lot of wahoos well, yeah. uh so we got that that's unravel two next one i would like to talk about is sea of solitude okay yeah this was weird because generally when you're presenting a concept of a game especially if there's nothing to base it off of so it's a new game and they're presenting you the concept we had this idea that it's very emotion based there's a lot of loneliness being involved here you have to balance your emotions but they never really showed what type of game it was there was some 3d adventure slash maybe platformer looking stuff but it's very important for games like that when you're showing off the first thing there's no ip behind it to explain what type of game it is so right. we have the concept we have the setting but we don't have what are we doing how do we do this? How do we balance our emotions? So uh, mixed there, I would say. Uh, to me, the idea is uh, if you are confident with your game, you will be forthright and direct with what it can do and what it is able to you know, give you. Uh, if you are not that confident of the game, you try to sound as mysterious as all heck. And honestly, I felt like they, you know, they held out details in ways, you know, like, oh, you know, there's uh, a lot of weird things going on over here is this uh, lady, you know, that's cloaked in this very, very garish nightmare look attire is, you know, going around in this canoe like thing, you know, sailing this mysterious waterway and there's monsters and stuff. What the game is about, you know, ominous music, ah! (laughs) balance those emotions, though. Yeah. And, you know, they introduced having uh, I didn't catch the name of the lady i believe it was a german company that was trying to pitch this it was um something may it was something my uh joe my joe my that was it it was j-o-m-e-i and it was uh interesting because uh i'm not sure how often she's been in front of a crowd like that Mm -hmm. but she was incredibly nervous yep and the same thing for the unravel guy the first time he revealed his game and that's just you know the ea and of course there's one other of course with this ea origins is the label where they take basically indie games give them funding and Mm -hmm. uh you know they publish them and developers get some backing which you know it's scary to be under ea because they'll often sink your studio but for these indies it's actually been working out very well and they're all honestly relatively good games every time a way out by joseph ferris who was at the game awards doing the flick off thing that big yeah. story that was also ea originals so nice. uh, you know, he wasn't so nervous on stage as he was like get him off stage because he's dangerous but, <laughs> but yeah, this uh, is bad pr get him out of here right they're, they're always you know it's always probably their first time you know first or second time on stage so they don't really know how to handle that and it's uh it can come off as endearing but sometimes you also want to get information for the game so it makes it difficult 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I did not actually get to see this one. No, nobody did. That's the best part. So wait, oh, so there wasn't actual like a trailer or anything for you, it? Or this was the weirdest single announcement I've ever seen at an E3 in my life. Because what happened is they just cut to the audience, and um, the presenter was sitting next to one of the guys from Respawn. And Respawn are the guys who made Titanfall, and yeah. uh, just sitting next to him. And she's like, so "Yeah, so you uh, you got anything to announce?" He's like, "Yeah, we're making a game. Uh, it's called uh, Jedi Fallen." order it's coming out uh holiday 2019 it's during order 66 so you know hunting jedi and all that and they're like all right cool they didn't show anything there was no trailer there was no images there was nothing they just talked about it which is so bizarre because even like metroid when nintendo did the logo thing they it was showed the the animated logo. Logo, yeah. yeah and to have a release date to have a name to have a concept and have nothing else that's really really baffling to me because you'd think that if you're at the point where you have a concrete release date for holiday 2019 you probably have some part of the game finished, I would assume. Like, yeah, like a picture on? or something. So you tell me that it was Respawn that's in charge of this? Yeah, Respawn's in charge of this. So Okay, so people who are probably, you know, hanging on this, you know, small glimmer of hope that is Titanfall 3, that, you know, that small cliche crowd, yep. uh, they instead hear what could probably only amount to like two or three dip, uh, small sentences during one of the biggest video game conferences and the world yeah. for this year and that all they get the offer for what they're working on is man jedi fallen order uh pic- no there's no pictures uh, I should we say, put the, put actually, the, name of the wall no no don't there's some conspiracy actually regarding respawn because respawn was bought out by ea relatively recently and uh there was some controversy that ea might have had a hand it's a conspiracy but ea may have had a hand in making it so that Titanfall 2 didn't do so well by targeting the release date for a time when a lot of other stuff was coming out. Well, because consider this, right? Titanfall is their franchise. If they happen to sabotage or not do too well, they could then put them in a position where it's easier to buy them out and then easier to make them work on things they want them to work on. So in terms of a business, let's just say this. They put, as the publisher, they decided to put uh, Titanfall 2 at a very contentious release date that had it in conflict with many other things that made it not sell as well as it would have otherwise. So, oh man, uh, you're saying it like that, it makes me think about it. It's like, oh man, like Respawn was getting a lot of flack when the you know the team was part of Infinity Ward back mm-hmm. over on Activision's side. Just imagine them crawling over, you know, they they got their pride in their sleeves and whatnot. And EA's like, join the EA partner program, we'll, we'll make you who you are yeah you know, they do pretty good with titanfall then titanfall 2 you know he's like actually you know what you could make us some money yeah mm. well you know honestly to to piggyback off this news just a couple weeks ago maybe about a month ago there was news that i think two of the major players in respawn actually jumped ship back to infinity ward like no right kidding. around all this so so something happened I'm, I'm guaranteed something weird is going on there but it was really bizarre because for such a big announcement like a new star wars game that's not battlefront that's what everybody wants not necessarily for me a but that's what everybody wants and to relegate that to like a dude in the audience just announcing it off cuff is really really bizarre i don't yeah, know no what kidding, no kidding. i have uh, no idea Speaking of Star Wars, they did make some slight mentions over to Battlefront 2. A couple yeah. of you know, extra modes here and there. Uh, absolutely nothing I'm interested in. If you mm-hmm. have stuff that you want to talk about it, go right ahead. Yeah, just uh, just really quick. You know, They're adding Clone Wars, something that should have been in there from the start. They're adding heroes and villains, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Grievous, Dooku. And uh, it was funny, though, because this was, again, the case. And this is for the entire conference, too, for EA, where they failed to show gameplay in so many cases where they would just have looping footage of old stuff. And it almost makes you wonder, like, <laughs> 
<laughs> you never are you guys like in trouble? Like what's going on back there? And the thing we theorized actually on my, on my other projects is that EA had a bigger hit than we thought when it came to Battlefront 2 and what that how that affected them uh, loot box wise and that monetization wise, they actually, all of these games that are coming out, they had systems in that they can't show off because they need to rework now. And so they didn't have much to show because they're in a troubled position because even from Battlefront, they talked about the hunt mode. They talked about these new stuff, talked about a new spaceship, capital ship fighting mode too, but they didn't show any of it. There's nothing, no footage or anything. So it's really suspect. I'm really suspicious of what's going on over there. It almost feels like a lackluster version of what we usually expect from Microsoft. As you pointed out, they usually make big promises that sometimes mm -hmm. they fail to upkeep. And now it's like, we'll do this. We swear, you know, yep. we're, we're sorry about loot boxes. You know, I'll give you this DLC. I'll give you this DLC. I'll give you a, a, a <laughs> respond Let's say Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, say Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Order. It's going to be here next holiday. <laughs> it also makes me wonder too, Jedi Fallen Order. That title suggests it might be one of the Jedi games, like Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, um, one of the ones with Kyle Katarn, like they used to make back in the day. Um, mm. And I'm like, you know, it could be Jedi Fallen Kingdom could, or Fallen Kingdom, Fallen Order could uh, follow the name and convention. So, you know, it might be a Jedi game. I don't know. I would dig uh, Jedi Fallen Kingdom. Uh I'll connect the fallen kingdom of the the arachnids and world of warcraft <laughs> lore i'll take that yeah yeah jedis must explore the fallen you know care space <laughs> of spider kingdoms anyways uh, uh this is probably the the well no there's a big one at the end i want to say yeah. but command and conquer rivals <sighs> all right um this is this is a, the big uh, issue so the thing here that that really got me was first things first i didn't even know this was command and conquer until they said the name which was the scariest part but uh they had a they brought up a mobile game they brought up shoutcasters to go ahead and commentate on a 1v1 mobile game battle <laughs> for an rts that seemed to have a very low skill ceiling mind you so we're sitting there watching e3 and they're in a mobile game playing competitively with casters on stage and i'm just sitting there kind of like who's this for? Why, why are we seeing this right now? What, what are you thinking? Like what's going on? And uh, then at the end, almost like a mockery, they reveal it's command and conquer, which, you know, the real last real command and conquer game, I believe came out in like 2010. That wasn't like a browser like game or something like that. I think, no, I think it was, uh, well, it was, it was like Tiberium Alliance. I think command. Oh, and conquer man. So we're talking like red. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it, was, I think it was 2010 because past that there was like a mobile game and then, or a uh, what's it called browser game or something like that. Are you suggesting that EA turned this into a cash cow of some sort? Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, but it was Big so surprise, scary. Huh? It was so scary too, because the lack of self-awareness too. And this, this was something that blew up on Twitter, but uh, some dude basically posted, wake me up if command and conquer comes back. <laughs> and, uh, they quoted that and gave alarm clocks like wake up is back and everyone was like no we said bring it back don't slaughter it like it just you know it made waves it was going everywhere it was the most lack of self-aware tweet i've ever seen it was crazy but uh yeah that's very unfortunate for command and conquer as a series you know rts players have it rough oh yeah i was watching this uh through the giant bomb stream mm -hmm. i decided you know watching it by itself it, honestly it felt like eating a bland steak without any <laughs> kind of flavoring to it so i you know give me some ketchup or something and uh, one of them is watching it, you know, as soon as it starts and the guy's like, okay, so this is a game that's really simple and is the battle strategy rock, paper, scissors. And the guy's like, you know, another person's like, congratulations, you just discovered how th these games are won. Plus, you know, they get to cover two spots and they win twice. And yep. meanwhile, it's like, wow, this game's actually really simple, but it just has heavy graphics. And I'm just here. Oh my gosh, that guy just took the second pace. That timer's going to come up. Is yeah. they, they going to be able to stop the nuke? 
No, he doesn't. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, right? It's like the shoutcasters. It's a, it's an unfortunate term because I really hate the term, but they're called shoutcasters. They're the video game commenters and stuff. They hype things up. And like they did a good job for what they were working with. But like the fact that they even had to work with it is weird. It would have been great if they're just standing like over the uh, the chairs and everything, looking over the shoulders while they're just screaming <laughs> to the guy's ears like, oh, man, he's he's going to he's going to push the five motorcycle button. Oh, my goodness. That is. You know, but yeah. wait. But yes, uh, the, then they dropped the uh, the trailer afterwards about you know two people like looking and grinning at each Cinematic, other. Cinematic, yeah. I and would then, say you know it's a troubled conference when the most gameplay you see out of the entire conference is a mobile game. And you know the girl is all smirking, hits a bun, sandworm, you know? <laughs> sandworm. It's uh, like I want a sandworm. And then of course at the end they drop uh, Baldy. I don't remember his actual name, but he I believe he is from Command and Conquer or Conquer yeah, specifically. He looks and you know, it's like all the way the tight end because we're not going to have uh, any celebrities uh, cover the uh, the voice uh, lines for this apparently. So uh, yeah, Command and Conquer Rivals. What do you think? It's out today. It's. Uh, I think. I think. I feel bad for every Command and Conquer fan right now. Really? That's what I think. Honestly, uh, I didn't think there would be that many still. Like you, you yeah. think they would have fizzled out or went to like uh, the division or something like that. You never leave. You never leave. Well, maybe not the division, but you know, like civilization or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's the tough thing too. Is like these days, you know, RTS is kind of a dying genre. There's not too much left. MOBA took a lot of that away, sure. and uh, so you know, the thing is that this is the unfortunate thing because in terms of a gap where there could have been something good, if EA really put themselves to the grinder and made a real Command and Conquer game, everyone would love it because there's not much to work with. Like it's basically an open market right now for the enthusiasts who still like that sort of thing. But instead, they decide to go for the casual angle, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, regardless, it's an unfortunate decision as a core gamer, I feel. If it's a free game, did they say if it is a, a free game? Uh, they didn't say anything about price, so I don't know. They did say something about, like, no loot box. Or, yes, they were very. Mr. Andrew Wilson himself came mm-hmm. up to the stage and he was like, no, sir, there will not be any way that people can buy and give themselves unfair advantages. And he looks at the he looks to the side. I swear this might not be true. He looks yep. inside. He looks at a calendar and, you know, he says shows how many days it's been since he had to cancel the loot boxes. It's been seven months since he had yep. to cancel loot boxes from Battlefront 2. Yep. Well, <laughs> you know, it's the thing where this is this is the crazy part, right? It was like, yeah, okay, cool. You're backing off loot boxes now when it was made illegal in parts of Europe specifically because of you. You know what I mean? Like, the only reason why they're backing away is because it's freaking illegal in, in Europe now. So, like, it, it's going to be illegal more of Europe as time goes on, I feel. But, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're backing out because it's they have to. They don't have a choice now. So, what you're saying is uh, if Europe and, you know, other parts of the country and whatnot – decided to not mess with that do you think that loot boxes still would have been a thing um yeah definitely definitely they would have pushed forward they probably still are i saw a great article a couple weeks back that i commented on where uh ea said despite the despite the rulings of recent you know smaller governments in europe we will be moving forward with our monetization plans and it's like you're you're gonna go to war over this really (laughs) yeah better start sending uh some uh soldiers down from command and conquer rivals and start uh blasting their two health uh uh, what land yards whatever the heck those things are those armory things that have yeah. two freaking health that's what freaks me out it's like you get two shots to shoot at nuke at your opponent and all it takes is to stand like there's three tiles yep. if you get two of them covered you're good and that's if the thing not- too it's like with a game like this a mobile game where it's like this low of a skill ceiling there's going to be a meta there's going to be a way to do it that develops in the first week and if you're not doing it that way you're going to lose because that's what happens with simple games so it's going to be pointless pretty much 
what do you think is going to be harder this game or uh clash royale oh boy see the problem is i don't know enough about clash, clash royale because i stay away from clash that royale, ah, clash royale, ah, i stay away from that stuff so all right fair enough honestly do you plan on giving this thing a shot god no god no. okay no. okay won't even give him a download even if it's free <laughs> i mean i i said the same thing about pokemon quest but you know nintendo <laughs> gave a quick tug on the the hook that was in my ear i'm like ah okay fine just yep. take the money yep oh man okay so the big game i would like to think of ea that came out for e3 this year uh it's been talked about so many different times but we have not really seen all that much uh last year they gave us a good tidbit of some light gameplay footage but nothing too crazy you know just seconds yep uh, this time around, we got to see a slightly larger chunk of the game called Anthem. Yeah, it was really weird, too, because in terms of pure, like in terms of new gameplay, we saw more new gameplay last year than we did this year because a lot of it was recycled footage from this year where they just looped it in the background. And this was another thing with Anthem. And the really weird thing about EA this year that was very confusing is they oftentimes the problem with EA is they'll sh tell rather than show. So rather than showing you something, they'll tell you how cool it is. But they didn't do either in this case. They just kind of gave cinematic trailers. Uh, it was great with Anthem. At least they did flesh out how it works in terms of when you're in the city, it's a single player game with story and characters and that sort of Bioware character interaction stuff everyone loves. But when you're outside, it's multiplayer mission based. However, in terms of, you know, they kind of just loop things in the background while they, the devs talked about it on stage. And then they showed like a minute and a half of new gameplay. So even for Anthem, even for their big game, it was pretty lacking in terms of what they showed off. Uh, what is the name of, I'm trying to remember, Casey something. The Casey person, Hudson. Yeah. Casey Hudson. Uh, He's an interesting character. Uh, is, yeah. I thought you would have a little bit more flavor to him, but you know, maybe he was nervous. Maybe he was trying to remain stoic during the uh, the interview, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. Which was interesting that they did a mock interview on the spot, and they're like, "We are going to reach out to you, the fans. We're going to ask questions, and we got answers. Let's yeah. go to these cherry picked questions <laughs> on Twitter." Yeah, Do I was these characters say. have customizations. Casey Hudson's like, yes, let me show you five seconds of customization. <laughs> wow, this game that we knew had customization, in fact, does have customization. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was first off, it's weird to have a QA during your E3 conference. Uh I second mean, that's off how it used to be back in the day. You could actually ask questions from the crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, back in the day when it was like, I, I guess we're talking way back in the day, right? When it was truly a trade show, when it was, was like, say, okay, we're talking like 10, 15 years ago, at yeah, least. Yeah. Then then it was like, you know, you had a projector screen in a room with, you know, 50 people, 50 journalists from all the different organizations. And you just yeah, that you is get true. it down. Uh, you know, it's a different show now. It's all about the hype these days. But uh, yeah, you know, it was it was a very bizarre thing to do. And uh, I wish we got more of Anthem, considering that was their big thing. And the scary thing is their release date now is for February, I believe, 22nd for 2019. And this is actually, I believe, the same week that Crackdown 3 just got delayed to. So now they're going to be competing with each other. Now, Crackdown 3, uh, what is the publisher? Ubisoft? So, no, or, so Crackdown no. 3 is Microsoft. That's one of their okay. first party games they've okay. been it was announced in 2014 it's been delayed like three times it's it's vaporware at this point it's, you know we don't actually know if it's coming out like <laughs> uh that's uh that's fair enough uh i did find it interesting that when they decided to uh finish with this uh foo uh interview thing the the lady there in charge of the this conversation is like I know you guys want this. Do you want some gameplay footage? Just the way she said it, it was so like yeah. hand and fist, like 
everybody's like, yeah, yeah. And there was a couple times with with weird stuff like that. I, I know one in particular was when they brought that trophy up. Oh, this was this was a good part when they brought the trophy up when they were talking about FIFA and they had the World Cup trophy on stage. I totally pinned this one point where the guy didn't get the response he was expecting. And so he just pulled something out of his butt, basically, where uh, it was right after he finished all the announcements and he was expecting applause and then it didn't happen. And so he just like he shoot in a transition sentence that definitely wasn't in the script because he didn't get any sort of, you know, applause from it. Uh, oh, and it, it, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah, that was that was uh, off cuff right there. 100 percent because he didn't get the big, you know, clap claps. I do appreciate that they tried getting a couple of uh, influencers in like that for the uh, the World Madden Virtual Champion. Ooh. That was so weird. Uh, and you the know, runner a lot of weird stuff. A lot of weird stuff too, because that was, I think, one of the most out of touch segments. I think because it wasn't even Madden 19. Because the Madden 19 trailer came afterwards, and they didn't talk about it at all. They just moved on. But that was Madden 18 Champion. They bring on stage to talk about how it was to be the champion and his life. And again, I was sitting there like, why are you doing this on the E3 stage? What does this gain for anybody? Like, what what is talking to the champion of last year's game doing for anyone, really? Inspire competition? I don't know. Yeah. I really, I couldn't tell you. Like, they're going to, you know, two people are trying to talk mad heat to each other. Uh, it didn't work. One yeah. guy, I think he wasn't supposed to actually touch the belt, but he said, screw it. I'm going to just take this and see what happens. And he yeah. just walks away. Like... <laughs> They, they he already just gave a very sad story like oh man I, I i took a hit to my body i can't actually play football anymore so the closest i can do is play in you know ea's madden 2018 and now I, I i hate losing more <laughs> than i love winning yeah, and now i'm the champion and, you know they, they had some weird choppy uh shots at each other like hey uh, now you know if you want to be the champion of Madden 2019, you, know, 19, yeah. you just get beat up in high school so you can't play actual football. Her, her, her. Like Dragon Ball Z couldn't come up with worse villain lines. Yeah, the second the dude, the champion, came on stage, I think the first thing he said was like, are you ready to get whooped again? And it's like, oh. <laughs> you uh. sure you want me to smack you on camera again? It's like, yeah, okay, it, whatever. <laughs> it falls flat, uh, but... Back to Anthem, uh, they did give us some actual footage. I have heard so much of this game. I've never seen it before. Immediate thoughts. Is this destiny? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely trying to take some of it. And uh, one thing that somebody put out that I really, really liked was, uh, and this is, you know, assuming the worst, but somebody was like, you know, Warframe should put out a really big content patch right around the release date of Anthem just to grab everybody who, you know, doesn't like it when it inevitably messes something up, Um, which is a good idea for the Warframe devs, honestly, like definitely go for it. But, uh, you know, I'm actually more excited for Anthem than I should be given like what I usually like in my station and that sort of thing, because I really like that flying system. I think it looks really cool. <laughs> it, it bugs me to no end because, you know, of course, like I said, listening to the giant bomb, they're like, man, that, that flying style looks pretty cool. And I'm like, I'm looking at the spots where gas is being flamed out of this character's body. Mm-hmm. I immediately recognize this as what it looks like in Dead Space 3 when Isaac is flying around in his yeah. space suit. It looks yep. just like it. I'm like, no. They expanded uh, on the Andromeda jetpack too. Actually, from Mass Effect Andromeda is uh, the part of that feels like that too. Uh, I just I like the flying. It feels fun. It looks fun. Uh, nothing I mean, really, really, really nice with that. Yeah, it looks open as all heck. Yeah. So you know the flying is going to you know necessary. I really like. I wonder if I could fly so hard I just smash into the side of the mountain and immediately die. <laughs> That'd be a good thing to try. We should just see a gameplay demo. I hope there's demos there at E3 on the floor <laughs> so they can just fly right into the wall and see what happens. 
because they did everything nice and friendly and smooth and whatnot. But of course, they're going to do that for E3. I want to mm-hmm. see a little bit behind the curtains. Show me what's really going to happen if I play. If yeah. I go straight into the water, am I going to do some weird ragdoll flip to where I get to an upright position? Am I going to like crash into the ground? I got to pick myself up out of the water. I don't know. Uh, a lot of numbers. Numbers coming out of characters, too. Yeah, big numbers. The one thing that we were commenting on was that the damage numbers that they were, were showing were like not high number in terms of count, but the number graphic was big on screen. It was like very, very big numbers that they were oh, shooting yeah. at you, like almost as big as the like half of the character model's head and upper body. So I was like, ooh, that's some aggressive numbering system you have there. Look, it's an RPG, Sometimes guys. <laughs> you don't need to see the enemies. You just see you just needed to see the numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did freak me out that keeps i like the numbering was static how they're shooting it like i kept seeing like 750s in a row i'm like yeah it's weird because you think there would be some kind of variation but then they started doing stuff like combo i'm like yeah. oh yeah, yeah we, we laughed when like 10 combos popped up at once that was pretty funny combo combo uh, combo, combo thing, so i noticed this right they showed they showed, you know, there's four classes or at least four types of, uh, I forget what the name of the suit they use is called, but uh, there's four types of them. They only explained two of them. They didn't actually explain the functions of the other two. Uh, okay. One thing I did notice is that one that's really slim to the body looks just like Iron, like it's just Iron Man. Like it has I the shoulder rockets and stuff. Like, uh, Storm or something. No, Storm had a, a cape system to it. Yeah, no, it wasn't Storm. It was just the the looked like the basic model almost, and where it was really close to the body. It was a very form fitting suit, and it just had the shoulder rocket pop up thing, and it looked just like like how it was handling stuff. I'm like, oh look, it's the Iron Man game. Oh boy, uh, oh, oh boy, man, that that is my catchphrase when I get nervous because I don't know how to respond to that one. Yeah, uh, oh boy. Do you think they could possibly do like a DLC where they just make it red and gold? <laughs> you might see us. Yeah, honestly, you can color it, right? So these people are going to do it. So yeah, I'll say if we let them do it, what you know, what's the problem with that? Yeah. So yeah, yes, yeah, so as you said, uh, they have it slated or yeah, slotted, slated, whatever. February twenty second, two thousand nineteen. Looks like an interesting game that we need to get a whole lot more information about. Yeah, we do because that is that is eight months away. Yeah. And the thing that I worry about, too, is, you know, this was the problem with Mass Effect Andromeda, where they did the same sort of thing where they teased it for so long without showing anything substantial. And then when it did come out, of course, it was broken. So the worry now is like, oh, is this a broken mess behind all the polish and veneer? We don't know. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to see more, you know, hope to get demos. So that's not the case. But yeah. Oh, man. The, speaking of Bethesda, I, I know this is way in the future yeah. with their recent, uh, well, not recent, but more recent than ever. Uh, the idea that they don't have to share everything if they don't want to. And they still think that I guess uh, the big example was Doom. They mm-hmm. didn't share any uh, review copies for the most part to people. And they, you know, they didn't want people talking about it. But like, oh, it still came out and it made gangbusters. So surely if I keep doing stuff like this with every other game and keep pressing the dark. I, I don't know how that's going to respond to uh, E3. I didn't see them last year, so... Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know. The, the whole thing with review copies, whether you give them out or not, I think it really depends on genre. There's some genres where it's probably more beneficial to give out review copies early, and then there's some where it's not. Like, I think anything with very, very deep gameplay mechanics, like anything that takes a while to learn, you want to get it out early. So fighting games, for example, definitely yeah. fighting games a month early. Like, send those out a ton early so people can really learn them if you're confident in the system, of course, because it depends of on how, how confident the developers are and the publishers are. But If this is the eighth rendition of, you know, Street Fighter Four Battle Royale Edition... 
then no, they don't need to share anything. They can just give it day one and yeah. let the, the masses eat it up. Mm-hmm. 100 Ryus fall on the island. Yep. They have to Hidoken each other. There's, there's no weaponry. <laughs> uh, is there anything in general that you want to talk about this uh, EA's E3 performance here? Uh, yeah, just overall, you know, very bizarre that even with their sports games, the weirdest thing I thought, and I've said, I think a lot of things have been the weirdest thing, but it's all been very surreal because even the sports games, they didn't talk about them really. They showed no, a cinematic a trailer. trailer. And they never do that. They always go like they bring someone on stage. They talk about all the systems in it. But and all what that about stuff. the world champion Madden virtual yeah, player? That was the thing. Yeah, they did it for FIFA, but then they didn't do it for NBA Live 19 or Madden. Madden was the weirdest one because Madden, they just had the trailer and nothing. And and they moved on. And it was like, whoo, <laughs> like where to go? And it's very surprising. They're not focusing on sports, especially when they don't have much else. So yeah, overall, they, the presentation, they just made yeah. it quick. Yeah, because usually they have a segment for it. Overall, very surreal presentation. Not a fan. I gave it like a D, D plus. A D plus. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think of a grading system. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to say in the very beginning of this uh, podcast that way people actually stayed and listened. <laughs> Felt really lackluster. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, definitely. Uh, I always thought that uh, E3 could offer a, a nice heavy start, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything if you pick the wrong company the or the yeah. company chooses. The company chooses. Yeah. You know, EA generally goes first and it's kind of a, at this point, a get it out of the way thing. They've had a couple good years, but, you know, they can. This was not one of them. I'll say that much. Right. But uh, we're starting off tomorrow with Microsoft. And I'm like I said, I think I mentioned that that's actually my most anticipated conference because I'm really interested to see as the underdog, as a wild card, what they're going to do. And there's been a lot of weird rumors floating around that it's going to be pretty big. So I'm looking forward to some exciting exciting stuff we could potentially see a new gears and a new halo at the same time is uh what might be happening so do you think uh i mean i'm gonna say with almost oh i shouldn't say with any certainty because i know nothing about statistics. <laughs> yeah. if i don't see microsoft no uh <laughs> don't need something else yeah put the pen away please i don't know where that lately is i think it's still clogging the toilet system yeah. uh I really think that they're going to announce both of those. I just feel like they need to announce like one more thing. That's a little bit left field kind of weird, but people might like it. Like maybe like Vive uh, Pinata or something like yeah, that. Viva Pinata. Or maybe uh, Banjo Kazooie. I say, I say the win, the win, right? The victory and how Microsoft can do their best is if you come out there and if you show off because they want to do more Japanese publishers. So if you come mm. out there, you show off some Japanese games, a couple things that you pulled into your court, maybe a near port, that sort of thing. You show off a new Fable game, new Forza Horizon, Halo and Gears. That puts you in a really strong position. You can pad it out with new indies. You can pad it out with one other weird thing, maybe just another new like experimental project. That makes for a really good conference. That makes for really good announcements, really strong base. Uh, throw some mixer in there, throw some n- more quality of life stuff. And Microsoft's in a really good position, hype-wise. And uh, they've been doing very well with it so let's see that they can bring it home that is very true we will be talking a little bit more about uh windows and or sorry microsoft and there's uh selection going on on sunday however uh if you want a good closer more direct taste of that action you can hear it from cam here over at his podcast name it away brother all right so uh it's into the video game and that's at into the video game.libsyn.com or on every podcast host that you can imagine uh what's it called yeah so what we're doing basically for e3 we put out a mini episode after every conference every major conference so i'm halfway through ea um at EAing. i'm halfway through editing our ea one that's E3 going up EA. tonight yep that's going up tonight and then of course after microsoft after ubisoft after bada boom bada bing we're not sleeping so it's getting out there and that's where you can hear that this is the city where no people sleep they yeah. they cannot sleep the lights it's stay crunch. on 
It's there's no light button. switch. <laughs> uh, you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail or hit us up on Twitter at masterquestpod. All podcasts and gaming can be found on our YouTube channel, which we'll link on our Twitter. Uh, we will be doing some podcasting of our own over on Casual Master Quest side. Uh, people are focusing on their own things. They have their own lives. We got our own stuff that we need to do. However, uh, hopefully sometime Monday night, Tuesday morning, we should have some more coverage going on for Microsoft and Square Enix with uh, Nick and myself. And then hopefully another midweek thing covering Sony and Nintendo lightly by uh, both myself and uh, my best friend, Brandon, uh, previous uh, podcast member of uh, a different podcast group. But, you know, he's he's a little rusty. I'll get him back in shape, though. And then, of course... You know, next week we'll definitely all team up together and we are probably going to talk a lot. Yeah, yeah, we will. Like we thought it was going to be this week. No, that's not possible. There's so much more. Yeah, look uh, forward to that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, you can find me at Two Times Tyler. You can find Nick at LR Warrior 11. He's not here because, you know, life happens, man. Don't worry, though. You'll be here later in the week and then obviously for the next big show. Cam? You can find me over at Cam Collects on Twitter. I also do a couple streams on Twitch every week, but I'm taking this, of course, E3 week off because I'm going to be working through it pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so doing some streaming on Twitch. That's Monday night at 7, Friday afternoon at 4, and that's Eastern Standard Time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is E3 for EA in the can. We're going to have a lot more coming your way, but don't worry. we'll got, We got you covered, baby. For now, that's going to be Casual Master Quest episode number five. And don't forget to never stop the grind. <laughs>